Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookgeeksunc. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For you, the listeners of Book Geeks Uncompromised, Audible's offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. This week, I'm re- recommending... The Punch Escrow by Tal M. Klein. It's a really cool teleportation, sci-fi, cloning, action-adventure. Um, that's a lot of fun. And not to mention, the book is narrated by my favorite dungeon master, Matthew Mercer. So that that helps. No, no comment? Go ahead. No comment at all? Yeah, go ahead. None? None. I got none. You're holding back? I'm holding back. All right. Well, it is a, a fantastic book. Uh, is also an author we've interviewed before, a... Fantastic author. Looking more forward to that. Definitely go check out the audiobook. To download your free audiobook today, don't forget go to audibletrial.com slash bookgeeksunc. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash bookgeeksunc for your free audiobook. Welcome to Book Geeks Uncompromised. The entire series. I don't know what it was about this book. I just, I loved it so much. How do I know more about it than you do? And it's your number I'm one book. I'm bad with names, okay? Spoilers, <laughs> guys. And we are ready for some reason. When in doubt, be lame. Everyone buckle up. <laughs> Welcome back to Book Geeks Uncompromised, where we make reading less solitary. This is episode 70, and I am Danny here with my co-host Greg, Hello. to talk about The Heart of Stone by Ben Galley. Woohoo! We're back. We are back, and it is hotter. It is. <sighs> Texas. This Texas thing I, is not going well. I, I kind of miss the days where this podcast room was cold. <laughs> what? I miss those days <laughs> because I can deal with the cold. I can, I can bring a I can, I can bring a cup of tea. Uh, yeah, you can bring a cup of tea. I could bring a blanket out here. I could actually kind of warm up or, yeah, to warm up. Uh, we can't get away from the heat. No. <laughs> and it's Texas, and we're only in April. Looking forward to this. Great. It's going to go great. Yeah, it hasn't <laughs> even hit 90 degrees, 90 degrees yet. No, it hasn't. We've it's, got a ways to go. It's it's Texas. 90 degrees is a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite pleasant today, actually. It was, it was a little muggy. Nice. A little bit, but hey, this is not a weather podcast <laughs> <laughs> like you thought it might be. It's a book podcast. As the name suggests. It does. We, we like books. Okay. I think I say that every week. You do. <laughs> you do. Man, I am in a reading slump, honestly. Like, I read Heart of Stone this week, obviously. Mm, yeah. But I am, I don't know. I'm in such a reading slump. I'm having trouble motivating myself. I know that happens to everyone, but it's bothering me. Unfortunately, I think it doesn't help that we've been playing Sea of Thieves a lot, the video yeah. game. It's a very, very fun video game. It is. We're going to play way too much of it after recording this podcast. That's exactly so. our plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've, I've kind of felt the same. I, um, I'm needing to kick myself into gear um and one thing i'm i am looking forward to a possible surprise coming up later on for our listeners uh that's getting me excited i can't wait to talk yeah. about it i mean we've got some books coming up that i'm really looking forward to yeah. reading oh for sure so i need to get back in the groove i'm hoping that what we're reading will yeah get us back in the groove me too i'm i'm hoping this week will kind of give me a kickstart to jumping back it into it it seems like rereading some of your favorite books can help you hook you kick you out of a reading slump too it so i need does. to go reread something so Everything Brandon Sanderson for me. Got it. There you I'm go. Good. There I'm you good. go. That's what it takes. It'll help. It will help. All right. Well, I guess that's it for 
what we were up to this week and not reading much. <laughs> is that is that an official complaining is about that, the is that an official uh, like spot on the podcast? Yeah, that's a segment. What we did this week. That's how we need to introduce it every week. <laughs> Did it? Did it? Did podcast more? What we did this week, you know, just have it that cheesy. <laughs> I need sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, first news story, and I don't know much about this one, but Neil Gaiman is set to produce a TV adaptation for Gormenghast. Oh yeah, I saw something about that. I've never seen or read this, never. but it's uh, set in the crumbling castle of Gormenghast. The books follow the life of Titus Grone, the seventy seventh Earl of Grone. And the machinations of the monstrously ambitious kitchen boy Steerpike. Oh wow! Monstrously ambitious kitchen boy. I I Monst- don't think I've ever seen those words put together before. It's interesting. Yeah, um, I've never heard of it, but I'll I'll watch I, it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's probably going to be produced on BBC if it was Neil Gaiman. Maybe. Maybe that, that makes sense. I do remember seeing this last week, uh, right before our podcast. At least a little bit of it. I didn't know much about it. But it looks interesting. It mm-hmm. might be something. And it said Neil Gaiman himself is producing. He's producing, yes. He didn't write that book. Right. I forget who did. I should have written that down, but I didn't. <laughs> that's that's really cool. I do like the idea of authors. Now, of course, I like the idea of authors having control in their own TV mm-hmm. shows, movies, from their own stories. But It's nice to see another respected author though their take on that universe too that right that's just as interesting exactly yeah so I, it's definitely he's he's a terrific author and arguably more because yeah like i said it, he's a respected author so he can bring somebody else's world to life with his mm. own imagination so right. you've got you know essentially the minds of two authors working there yeah so. just just hope that and I, i'm not saying he'll purposely do anything wrong but hope that he catch catches and captures the image that the original author was, was going i'm for, sure so i'm yeah. sure Oh, very cool. All right, uh, next news story, and this is something I think has been kind of going around for a little bit, but now it's been officially announced. Uh, Peter V. Brett, the author of the Demon Cycle series, signed a high six-figure book deal for a new trilogy. Uh, He signed it with Harper Voyager UK and Delray Books in the U.S. The new books, the first of which is titled The Desert Prince, will take place 15 years after the ending of The Core, telling the tales of two young protagonists, Olive Paper and Darren Bales, and featuring Demon Cycle characters and settings. Ooh, that sounds pretty cool. It is supposed to be more of a YA series. Uh-huh. Um, I'll, I'm going to read the heck out of it. Oh, yeah. It's it's Peter V. Brett. Or, yeah. Or Peter Weeks. Peter whatever. Weeks, whichever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that sounds really cool. I'm, I always love that. I know there's a lot of people who want a story to stay a story and not to continue. I mean, not in fantasy. Everyone wants to get to, It always does continue in fantasy. Um, but I love seeing the many years later... Well, Low down the road, what happened to the world, what's grown, what's changed. Well, and I don't know if this is still the case, but back in what November or October when they came out and he was on his book tour and we uh, got to see him in Dallas at right. a book signing, yeah, when we saw he him. was talking about this a little bit. Of course, it wasn't officially announced at the time, mm-hmm. um, but he mentioned that there's more than just Krasia and... It's a whole world. The uh, What is the name of it? The, where the Greenlanders is what Krasia... Christians oh, call them. Yeah, it's been a while since I've um, I Yeah, it, there's more than just those two nations. There's a lot more going on in that world. Yeah. Uh, it's not just those two. Mm-hmm. So he kind of seemed to suggest while we, we while he was talking at that Q&A mm-hmm. that this new series um, might explore some other areas of that world, of that That's planet. That's cool. That's so, really cool. So, yeah. No, I'm absolutely looking forward to it because I don't know if the ending of the core, what that conclusion if that applied to everybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, that's really cool. I'm I'm 
thoroughly interested in seeing what comes next and uh, what comes from his his crazy mind. Because um, the core series was was amazing. The Demon Cycle uh, was great. I definitely, and I'm sure people have done it because um, the author himself is a fan of Dungeons and Dragons. You know, a lot of the fantasy mm-hmm. authors are. Uh, I know Patrick, Patrick Rothfuss says, uh, I would love to be in the Demon Cycle world in d and I would mm-hmm. love to play through a session of that because I think that would be really cool. You'd have to mess with the rules a little bit just because mm-hmm. the demons would have to be their own characters and stuff, but like you'd have to probably make new stats. But still, I think that would be insanely interesting to see a, his world in d and I'm interested. I mean, that yeah. I'm interested to see in this new series because it's supposed to be YA. I don't know if it's going to be marketed as YA or if they're just calling that because the main characters are going to be like 15 or 16. So I'm just curious because the the Demon Cycle series it never got explicit, Maybe but it, it had moments. It had moments, and yeah. it it got more adult than I've seen YA. So I wonder if he's going to tone down some of his themes. I hope not. But at the same time, yeah. I guess, I guess the characters are younger. So maybe yeah. they won't be making the same decisions as the adult characters did in True. the demon cycle. I don't know. True. I, and, and I'm, and I'm sure it'll be fine. Even as a YA novel, I do, I do hope the still the same feeling comes across as demon cycle did. There was like, I remember the very first book, the warded man. I remember, um, legitimate fear of this world of mm-hmm. legitimate how are they ever going to surmount this kind of thing mm-hmm. and why novels usually tend to be more you know happy ending more happy you know there is hope in the world uh demon cycle especially the first book there was no hope in no. this world there was there well, was none and i mean just continuing on from the end of the core yeah i mean it's not going to start out as dark no it won't just the way the core ended yeah, yeah. so who knows? Maybe. Absolutely excited. I didn't see a release date for them, um, but from the way that he has talked about it, I I think they're you know already well on their way to being written. So hopefully awesome. it won't be too long before we start seeing those. Good. I hope those come out pretty soon. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you had one more news story news story for us, didn't you? Kind I of did. tangentially related <laughs> to reading. Right. Um, <laughs> because I watch way too much D and D. No, actually, the show Critical Role. They have um, a charity they've always donated to called Eight Two Six. Uh, specifically 826 LA because that's where they're based. Basically, 826 is uh, a nonprofit organization that encourages creative writing, creative, you know, uh, not creative reading. <laughs> I was going to say creative reading. I know it's not a thing. Creative writing, uh, being interested in reading and being interested in being creative um, the way that D&D can be. D&D can bring out a lot of creativity in people. So what's really cool is the Critical Role has always donated to them, has always been a big supporter of them. Uh, recently, uh, the people, Wizards uh, Wizards of the Coast, who uh, own uh, D&D, have a new program called D&D Beyond, which goes into a whole lot of things. Anyway, really cool new system they're using. Anyway, they've set up a really cool charity, uh, kind of a charity drive uh, for the next month, which is if uh, so much money is donated, well, D&D Beyond is going to match all donations up to, I believe, $45,000. Uh, they're going to match all donations up to that, uh, as well as the cast of Critical Role is giving out rewards for hitting each level uh, that they do. Uh, the first one has already been passed at $10,000, uh, which the reward for that came off. It was some discounts in the D&D Beyond store, so you could buy uh, a bunch of adventure books, starter kits, you know, like 25% off a lot of items. 
Um, they, it goes all the way up to a $40,000 tier, which is, which is there some really cool things here, especially if you're huge into D and D, uh, 15,000 is a Reddit with uh, a Reddit Q and a with the crew, uh, 20,000. I'm, I'm assuming this gentleman sax car is an employee at geek and sundry. He's going to get a tattoo of a cat from the new campaign. <laughs> That's a main character. Uh, 25,000, you'll get free shipping and engraving code from their friends at Wormwood, which they make dice boxes, dice chest. Um, really, really cool looking items that are like hundred bucks each. Uh, that's the only reason I don't have one yet. Wow. Uh, thirty thousand. Um, I, I think Matt Matt Mercer, the DM, is the only one who is uh in Overwatch. Um, but at thirty thousand, um, there will be an Overwatch session, uh, Overwatch session with Matthew Mercer and friends nice. during Game Engine, which is a show on Geek and Sundry, which is is always really fun. He's actually posted videos of that of him playing his character in Overwatch nice. and like fighting randoms. Uh, Thirty-five thousand. Uh, Matt Mercer will do another uh, fireside chat, which is basically just a Q and A. And at forty thousand, uh, during that chat, all the audience will actually get to help him make a new character for the show, a new nice. NPC, uh, which has been done before and, and it turned out really cool. That he made like a monster that they fought, which was really weird. It was like a celestial really old but it looked like a baby and it was evil <laughs> and crazy and demonic and it was it was cool and it was it was really cool when the um the crew met it and fought it in the show uh so if if you'd like i know uh a26la is a fantastic nonprofit organization uh there's i think at least six or seven of them around the united states uh they're all really cool shops they sell really cool things that help their organization and again they support creative writing and reading and wanting to introduce that to the youth. So if, if you're able to, please look up 826LA and either donate or go check them out. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we will definitely leave a link to them in the show notes. You need to send me one so I can make sure that I do that. I'll do that. Yeah. That is that is really cool. Yeah. That is all that we had for news. we have Woo-hoo. anything else? That was quick on news. Yeah, it, it kind of <laughs> was, but eh, we, got, we got what we got. That's we all got right. what we got. No Harry Potter news this week. I know you're disappointed. Um, Actually, oh, uh, since this year's the 20th anniversary, <laughs> there are new covers being released, but oh I didn't God. see that as really discussion-worthy, so I, I didn't include it in the news. I don't have the wallet or the bookshelf space, <laughs> but I'm going to You don't need another it. set of Harry Potter books? But I mean, I know I do. It. Oh, yeah, I will. I, mean, when, I didn't know when the next... Illustrated. Uh, illustrated. God, the, the Goblet of Fire, the Order of Phoenix, those books are going to be so big. They are. The illustrated. Be oh huge. my God. I don't even have, I think two and three are out right now. Yeah. I don't even have those yet. I, I do. Them. I do. No, <laughs> You practically live at Barnes & Noble and half-price books. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you could put it as your secondary address on an application. I probably could. Probably <laughs> if you can't could. reach me at my home, just, just send page call, me at Barnes & Noble. Page me at Barnes & Noble. They'll call me. They know me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess we can move on to our review. This week we read The Heart of Stone by Ben Galley. Ben Galley. Uh, he did send us a review copy, so yes. thank you to Mr. Ben Galley for sending that to us. Yes, this was a part of the... Um, Sigil Independence. The Sigil Independence, kind of the choose-your-own-book adventure we did, and this is the one I got, so I'm, I'm pretty excited to, to talk about it, dive right in. All right, so the synopsis. Uh, real quick, as always, we are spoiler-free. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah of yeah, course, yeah. yeah. Def- still spoiler-free. Still for- spoiler-free, so you don't have to worry about us spoiling it for We you. got used to that, so we stopped talking about exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how I want to make sure I said it, so. Okay, synopsis time then. Mm-hmm. Are we sure? I we're think good? so. Oh, do, okay. do we forget anything else? We're forgetful. <laughs> as Greg likes to say in interviews. Yes. Okay. Merciless. That was not fun. Murderer. 
monster. He has been called many names in his time. Built for war and nothing else, he has witnessed every shade of violence humans know, and he has wrought his own masterpieces with their colors. He cared once, perhaps, but far too long ago. He is bound to his task, dead to the chaos he wreaks for his masters. Now he has a new master to serve, and a new war to endure. In the far reaches of the realm, Heartland tears itself in two over coin and crown. This time he will fight for a boy king and a general bent on victory. Beneath it all, he longs for change, for something to surprise him, for an end to this cycle of warfare. Every fighter has a last fight, every, even one made of stone. I hear Boy King, I immediately think of Joffrey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing we didn't note was this is a standalone book. There oh, is yes. not going to be a series. This is a story She's in its entirety. Rare, rare in fantasy. It is. It is. And we, yes. we'll kind of get into that a little bit. I think that's yeah. going to be part of our discussion. For sure. How well it's, it did as a standalone. All right. Okay. So let's get started. Uh, that kind of was a story. Basically, uh, Task was created about 400 years prior to the opening of the story. Right. He was one of many golems to be made. There are various types of golems. He is a wind-cut golem. He's made of stone. Super big, super he's badass. one of the more powerful ones, it kind of sounded like. Yeah, I think it's because he's made out of stone. He can Maybe. smush and Because there crush. was like bone and wood, and, yeah. they, and they have the obvious weaknesses. Right, right. So, yeah, he's one of the stronger ones. And over the course of these 400 years that he's been alive, he's come to resent humanity somewhat. Yeah. And now, for this story, he has been purchased by one of the sides in a civil war, which is fighting over whether to remain a monarchy, essentially. Right. Or mm. uh, they didn't really say exactly what they wanted to change it no, to. No, but it was definitely more of a down with the anarchy, we'll figure it out monarchy. afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that's basically that's, down with the monarchy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll figure it out later. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really seem to have a solution other than not you. Right. <laughs> we just don't like you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so Task mentions like at the beginning of the story that he's always hoping that he will meet the general or, you know, that will surprise him, that right. will be a good person. That won't tell him to fight, basically. Yeah. Or, yeah, that won't just basically. treat him like an object that is <laughs> worth him following. Right. Not that he has a choice. He has to follow them. He mm. is bound by his magic to listen to mm -hmm. whatever his contracted master says. Right. Yeah. No, I, I definitely like... I definitely like that setup. I definitely like the idea behind the stone golem with a conscience. Because mm -hmm. I think uh, with most of the others, if not all, he may be the only one. Um, he's the only one with a conscience. He's the only one that can think. That can think for themselves. The rest are just, yes, master, I kill. You know, that kind of thing. Um, They're just machines, yeah. Right, exactly. Um, Honestly, I mean, yeah, having a non-human main character was cool. probably my favorite part of this book. It's pretty cool. Because... Uh, it's like he like he says like he's been around for 400 years and all of that 400 years mm -hmm. has been one human whore after another well yeah i mean you gotta imagine in our lifetime in just you know a regular human span you might see one or two big wars just depending mm -hmm. on when you were born um but yeah you live for 400 years you see every single yeah. war and you're in every single war because you know he's bought and he's right. magically bound to somebody so I, there is definitely it's definitely reasonable to see why he has a color perspective and on that's humanity fictional or real i mean right yeah, that's that <laughs> kind of that fits same. both ways one more after another you know humans just looking for an excuse to kill each other yeah so he's completely lost faith in humanity he just absolutely 
doesn't really care what they think. There's always that little bit of hope mm-hmm. that he wants to see somebody to impre- to show him yeah. that humans are more than what he's seen. Right. And that kind of leads me into one of the themes that I really liked was in this story, it seemed like it was his first time interacting with humans that were not in charge, that right. were just like the foot soldiers, that mm-hmm. were, you know, the, the stable girl, things yeah. like that. Right. And it was in them that he finds hope. Yeah. It was in them that he finds, a, you know, stories worth fighting for. That makes sense. So, I, I don't know, I kind of liked, I don't know if this was in, intended or, or if I'm just reading too much into it, mm-hmm. but there's a little bit of people aren't their leaders necessarily. Yeah. Because all the task has interacted with before are the people in power yeah, that's and true. not the little people mm-hmm. and so it's in the little people that he's enjoying being around humanity you know yeah. it's it's definitely cool seeing that perspective because most you go with most fantasy novels it's you're talking to you know some farm boy became hero right and this one it's the already i'm super powered and strong and you're seeing it's kind of cool seeing it from his perspective that way. Like mm-hmm. you said, the 400 years of war and violence. and um, It's an interesting perspective to look to. I don't know. I agreed with you when you said the whole stone golem, non-human main character, uh, not seeing hope in humanity is pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. Um, and honestly, going further than that, I think the characterizations were some of the strongest points in the in the book like descriptions of characters no just like the character growth character development kind of stuff like like lesky of what she's uh the stable girl Mm -hmm. she i loved her yeah i think i mean you're obviously supposed to love her she's the the, beginning she's she's the spunky quirky you know little poor orphan girl right basically well she (laughs) mentioned she has a mom but Uh, yeah yeah yeah, she's the, the little girl that's out on her own i never got a real firm grasp on how old she was but mm-hmm. she's definitely young yeah from the way when i was reading it the way i got it was uh, not 20 but oh, right okay. there okay maybe maybe just just under see 20. i thought younger than that or uh, you were thinking like 14 yeah like 12 to 14 somewhere in there yeah i, I was gonna say about 15 16 so i was thinking pretty okay. young maybe okay. maybe may a little younger like you're saying um yeah, she's she's definitely got an interesting mm-hmm. story where she leads of what what happens to her. Yeah, and then there's a General Huff, mm-hmm. who is the one that Huff. he's uh, the task is contracted to, mm-hmm. who is a man child. Yeah, he's, he's a dickwad. <laughs> he's just so full of himself. Well, I, I love when Task first meets him, and there's that moment where he's giving that speech to his soldiers. And he's like, "And we finally can do this. We will win." And all soldiers kind of go, "Yay." Yeah. You hear like one or two claps in the cloud. He does like that big old epic. I can imagine him like raising his fist in the air. Yeah. <laughs> good work, guys. All right. See good you good yeah. talk. Good, good talk. talk. Thank you. Back back to your work. Back to work. <laughs> or I'll whip you because I'm mean. <laughs> <laughs> so other than the Civil War, mm-hmm. there's a little bit more, I guess, that goes into the world. There's the mission, which seemed like it was the church. I think so. Maybe. Yeah, because at times it sounded like this underground cult thing, and other times it was the church. And I, I don't know. I think the architect is their god. Yeah, the architect is. So yeah, yeah, so I think the mission was the church, Mm -hmm. and the magic system, apart from the magical golems, Mm -hmm. was that some people are born glimpses where they can see inside other people's minds, and some are born gazers where they can see into the The future. future. Mm -hmm. And if the I guess. Was all magic 
stamped out? No, just the Grimm's. I think it was just the Grimm's, yes. which are a combination of both. Exactly. Those, right. because like King went mad a while back and killed a couple people, or a lot of people, <laughs> they decided, uh, no. So if anybody that ha- is a glimpse or a gazer, She's a witch. They, they're not allowed to be together. <laughs> because if they have children, they'll be killed. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, it's, that's no good. No. Understandable why they're called Grimm's, though, because they can take the future and the dark future and put it into people's minds. It's what it sounds. Yeah, like they yeah. can put images they in put other images, people's so. minds to drive them crazy. That is, uh, that that's like the uh, the goth kid that you see that's just wearing all black and everything. And <laughs> yeah. stuff. Like, um, there there was a vine I remember that was like that. There was always this goth girl at some happy summer camp, and she was always life is terrible. And so that's kinda... that was me in high school. <laughs> it was actually somebody took a picture of me. Oh yeah, I'm sure I could. <laughs> I'm sure I could find one. <laughs> I can't actually. Yeah. I looked. I actually well, you can't. probably also didn't want pictures taken of yeah, you. Yeah, I didn't then. take. You, I don't think I you, took a lot of pictures you were, back then. No, you were not. Uh, not 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 family friendly, but you were definitely annoyed by us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Especially me. That's true. That hasn't changed. <laughs> and yet, and yet, <laughs> and yet, I definitely have, and I I want to know, and and maybe maybe you know the answer. I didn't get it from the book, but is Task was he human before? No. He no. he was he woke up as a golem. Yes, he okay. was, he was manufactured. He woke that's, up as a golem. That's what I yes. thought, but I was curious as to whether there was a life before. No, um, not okay. not that I understood at all. I do I do have to say that's one of my favorite. There was a lot of cool parts of this book, but I one of the moments I really love that hooked me, and that's why it was put at the front because it, it was meant to hook you, um, is the part when Task is being created at the very beginning, and he asks why. And the, his creator basically goes, "Wow, fourteen of you, and you're the first one to ask why." I don't know. I just I loved that moment of of that life realizing it's alive kind mm-hmm. of kind of thing, a non humanoid thinking. Well, that know? was one of the major themes of the book. Is you know, what does it mean to be alive? What mm-hmm. does it mean to have life? Is right. it just? Is it just because you're human? Or yeah. Does that include? golems does thinking this you know being able to reason make you what give you line? humanity exactly yeah. and I, I think we've seen that a little bit recently but i, I still really enjoy that theme and exploring mm. what that means it was explored what really it, well what it means too. yeah yeah it was i liked the civil the whole civil war conflict you know apart from what we talked about earlier mm. so there's the true hearts which are the royalists mm. and there are the fading which are the capitalists, they call them. The people that just don't like the true hearts, essentially. Right. right. <laughs> Basically, the goat from, so, you know, our our other shows. Yeah. People. I don't know, because I hated Huff. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to like the royalists. But that's the side the task is on. So I want to like that side. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, then there's the down with the monarchy people. So I want to like them, too. So yeah. And you eventually hear a little bit more of their story. So as the story was progressing and developing... I kind of liked this, the whole, you know, whose side should you be on? Which side mm-hmm. is right? Which yeah. side of the Civil War right. is right? So I, I liked that, but there is a villain in right. the story. The and I quote won't, unquote bad guy. Yeah, I won't say who they are because that is kind of spoilery. It's Task. It's, it's Task. Task, <laughs> task is a spy. <laughs> <laughs> I lied at the beginning when I said it was spoiler free. No, no. No, he's not. He's, no. He's not. So I... I don't think the story needed an outright villain. Right. The story would have held fine on its own of the what is what is life mean and the, the civil humanity, war, the, the civil who war, is the, right, who who's is right, who's wrong. Definitely could have gone through. Uh, it definitely feels like the villain was put in 
to oh this is a fantasy story there has to be a villain there's an there's a protagonist there has to be an antagonist i think was the yeah. thought process which the villain's not bad but they don't feel needed they also their motivations that are revealed at the end mm-hmm. just didn't seem enough definitely do you think it it feels like uh it definitely feel, like, like i said that it's just a well they're there i need to give a motivation this sounds good yeah because they you know you watch this character throughout the series throughout the book the series the book right. <laughs> throughout the book and there's a well they're lying to this person so they're obviously push you know antagonizing things here they're lying to that person too so they're yeah. antagonizing things here right what is their goal mm-hmm and after all the buildup, I I was kind of let down. It wasn't by that, by what what it led to. It wasn't that epic climax? I was like, oh no. I mean, honestly, it was oh. Yeah. I I could have really lived with this book being a little bit shorter without the magic system. Just mm-hmm. the magic being that there's a stone golem that's the right. main character. Yeah. You know that the golems are real. Yeah. I could have done without the glimpses and the gazers. Yeah. And this villain, mm-hmm. and just done the civil war yeah. and task questioning humanity. Because that's, I mean, that's a thinker in itself, and you could still have the other interesting characters and uh, interesting it, plot lines with mm-hmm. those characters. They would just be slightly different without the other stuff. But yeah, I definitely think this book. Uh, could have held fine with that. Maybe if it had been more of a series, if it had been a series, so things had more space to progress. Yeah. Then maybe. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't. Yeah, because instead of taking that time, and not, and not saying that the author takes too much time to explain no, things. No. Without that extra time of explaining those things, you can streamline the story. It just in the end, yeah. it felt so separate. Kinda I kind of like felt. Fluff. I don't know about fluff, but I felt like, I mean, because it was kind of intertwined with the rest of the story. Like I said, that character was lying to one side, lying to the other and kind of pushing things. Yeah. But I really felt like you could have removed that whole plot line from the book and the gaps would have filled themselves in, you know? Oh, yeah. I I, I just felt like it was kind of extraneous. I get get what you're saying. Yeah. I I can agree with that. And I wanted to enjoy that person as a character. And I did, like I said, until the end where it was like, okay, all that was pointless kind of pointless yeah it seemed like and i guess that kind of tied into the mission a little bit and me yeah. not understanding really their place in the world other than mm-hmm. they're the church <laughs> but I, I never felt like i got a really good grasp yeah of who, who they, they were, were yeah who they, they were what their role i think you make a great point about if this was a series there would have been more time to build up to that kind of stuff um, to maybe like have them in the next book or, you know, know that there's more coming next. Yeah. Um, but at this point, it, it, knowing it's going to be a standalone, uh, I can agree in thinking that it, I don't want to say a better book cause it was still an enjoyable book. It was still very good. I think, I think the way that Task's story ended in this book, I mean, yeah. it, it was a really yeah. good ending for him, Yeah. For, for his character and for his story. Yeah. So I don't want to say that, oh, it should have been a series. No. But the plot line with that villain and with the mission maybe would fit better in a place where there's more room for it to expand. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. Task's story fit perfect. Here. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. It, it fit great it. as a standalone. Mm-hmm. And that, I don't know, that kind of goes into a little bit of rant. I'm, I'm going to have a little bit <laughs> of people always saying, well, there need to be more standalone novels in fantasy. And some stories, mm-hmm. that works great. Some stories, a standalone is exactly what's needed. Right. But when you're asked, you know, fantasy stories rely on their world building and mm-hmm. setting up the magic systems and setting up entire yep. worlds that you don't 
have never experienced before that may be similar, Mm -hmm. but they have their own nuances. And that sometimes needs more space. Mm -hmm. So while it's fantastic when there are some really good Mm -hmm. standalone novels, yeah, that's just, I feel like, not the way that series works in general. I mean, yeah, because comparatively to, say, books that are set in modern day that don't have magic, that don't have any of that, they have less to explain mm-hmm. because it's it's Chicago. You know Chicago. That's its place. Exactly. You know, that's, and that's and that's it. You don't have to go into the details of how a gun works. You don't have to go into details of how. You can you spend know. a little bit of time setting up some ambiance for the right. story itself, right. but fantasy has to add all these other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so maybe for a one book, a one off. Uh, maybe there was just a little too much ambition. You think maybe a little? No, I don't. Not ambition, but maybe ambition's not the right word. But yeah, ambition's not the right word. It wasn't an overly ambitious book by any means. I mean, it it, it was it was well written. Like especially like I said, the characterization and task story was well written. Yeah, I would definitely read more by Ben Galley yeah. because I I think he did a fantastic job there. Yeah, I love like you said, task character. I want to see more more of that that right there i want to see more task not task himself but yeah. that style well he does say at the back of the book that there may be more task stories from when he was younger that'd be cool um i'm just i don't know since he spent 400 years being broody <laughs> maybe <laughs> I, don't, I don't know maybe he was positive at the beginning there were there were some things mentioned in the book where there were things that happened yeah. throughout his 400 he, years he that had, there would be stories there he had happy moments yeah <laughs> Him versus the Megalodon. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> You're just saying it because of the Meg. Oh, God. Terrible looking movie. Terrible looking movie. I don't know. Okay. We okay. won't go there. Yeah, we, we won't, won't go, go there. there. That's that's not for that's the book. That's a sidetrack. That's a sidetrack. <laughs> just, uh, just go to YouTube, type in the Meg. So yeah. that's really all that I've got for it. I, yeah. that's, Wish I mean, we that's could all say the more. notes that I had. Uh, yeah. I love Task. I loved the whole Civil War conflict going on. It's it's definitely, the book is definitely worth checking out. Yeah, 100%. absolutely worth checking out. Definitely. Um, yeah. And I, I will be checking out more from Mr. Galley, who once again we want to thank for sending us a review copy oh, of The Heart of Stone. Galley makes me think of Sea of Thieves. <laughs> Craig, <laughs> you're almost, a little bit addicted. almost there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I have a story once we're done uh, on the book, but... <laughs> okay. No, I think that's it for the book. Um, I'm trying to decide what to rate it at. I'm leaning from like a six, six and a half, I think. Yeah, I definitely have to agree um, with... Out of ten. Out of ten, yeah. yeah. Not... <laughs> Not out of five. <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely... And I don't want to call it fluff, but the, the extra that we were talking about, the mission, the bad guy... Um, the magic I'm just, system. I'm just calling it extraneous. Extraneous, yeah, because it, it wasn't bad, but yeah, with, I didn't feel with like it was. I didn't feel like needed. it was as developed as it possibly could have been. Like right. I said, with the villains, yeah, motivations. Again, fully enjoyed it. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd I'd say six and a half, very close seven. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed Thrask, and definitely going to be looking more from Mister Galley. Yeah. Okay. All right. That wraps up. Our uh, our review then for the Heart of Stone. So speaking of my addiction, oh boy, <laughs> just a funny story, not really book related, but playing Sea of Thieves. <laughs> Whenever there's a sunken ship and you see seagulls flying above, that means hey, seagulls, ship, let's go there. So we've been playing it a lot. I was driving home the other day and I saw some birds flying in a circle, <laughs> off in the distance. My first thought in my head, you know, in a car driving down the highway, was, oh, there must be a ship over there. Instant regret. Instant. It's, it's probably not. 
<laughs> I'm in Texas. There is nowhere I, near the coast. No, nowhere near the coast. Closer to Oklahoma. So <laughs> <laughs> it was an instant. Oh my god, I have a problem. So I haven't played for the last two days, <laughs> <laughs> and I itch even more now. <laughs> um but hashtag I, be more pirate hashtag be more pirate not my pirate legend <laughs> um but anyway books Book, yeah so th- <laughs> i guess with greg's random story right. there sorry <laughs> we mentioned my addiction and that came up and i thought about it and it went oh <laughs> okay that yeah that wraps us up for this week uh next week we should hopefully have another author interview going on so we're very much looking forward to that look forward to some interesting stuff yes um, if you would like to let us know what you thought of Heart of Stone or have any questions for us about it, mm-hmm. you can find us on the Facebook group, the Book Geeks Uncompromised group, or on Twitter at BookGeeksUNC, or you can email us at BookGeeksUNC at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Uh, also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Yep. We very much appreciate those uh, reviews. reviews. Also, if you are interested in reading The Heart of Stone and you want to also help support us, we'll have a link to it on Amazon on the show notes as well as on a review that we'll post uh, alongside the episode when it comes out. If you use that link, it helps us out. We get a little bit of a commission from that sale, so we would appreciate that very much. And I don't believe this book has an audio version. uh, No, it does. It has an audio book. Oh, well, then if you'd like to listen to it, Good. Definitely try it out through uh, audibletrial.com slash so bookgeeks <laughs> UNC. Uh, you know, just to pick it up and check it out and see what it sounds like. This is one of the first ones I didn't listen to what? since I've been doing new jobs. So I don't what? know how it sounds, but you could go try it for free. <laughs> Let us know. Bookgeeksunc.com. Yeah. So everybody have a wonderful week and we will see you next time. Bye.